on uh, during May to celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month. Okay, excellent. That's excellent. Okay. And more quick question. We can get something else um, answered here before the before the uh, NPR break is. Um, when it comes to mental health um, in, like, COVID-19, do you see, um, like, I guess in your experience, are facilities opening back up or are things still being done at a distance that you've seen? Very interesting. Mental health um, is one of the um, uh, areas of medicine and health where um, telepsychiatry and teletherapy, and I know we'll get into the oh, oh, okay, so it's going to get into that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Really well, we're, we're going to get to this that. NPR break. They're going to come on right now. So we'll be back with you in a few minutes. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Israel's chief of staff says the military is prepared for, quote, many more days of fighting with Palestinian militants in Gaza. NPR's Daniel Astrom reports from Jerusalem that more than 30 Palestinians were killed and scores wounded in an Israeli airstrike overnight. It was the single deadliest attack in Gaza in seven days of conflict. The missiles echoed through central Gaza City. Israeli warplanes attacked four homes on the same street, just blocks away from Gaza's main hospital. Multi-story homes collapsed, trapping entire families underneath rubble, killing many young children, three-year-olds, eight-year-olds, and people in their 30s and 40s, and an 85-year-old man. Neighbor Adli Al-Kulk said the Israeli army did not call them to tell them to evacuate. He says no one warned us, or civilians. Israel had no immediate comment on the strike. Daniel Estrin, NPR News, Jerusalem. Palestinian militants are reported to have fired more than 2,800 rockets into Israel over the past week. Many have been intercepted by Israel's Iron Dome anti-missile system, but 10 Israelis have been killed, including two children. Members of the UN Security Council are set to begin a meeting on the conflict this hour. President Biden's climate envoy, John Kerry, says Pope Francis has the compelling moral authority to sway public opinion on global warming and wants him to attend the next U.N. climate change conference. NPR's Sylvia Pajoli reports on Kerry's remarks after meeting with the Pope at the Vatican this weekend. Speaking with the official outlet Vatican News, Kerry said he thinks Francis will be a very important voice leading up to and through the conference to be held in Glasgow in November. Kerry added he believes the Pope intends to attend, but there was no comment from the Vatican. The UN conference, known as COP26, could accelerate measures by the world's biggest polluters to tackle climate change, which many scientists believe is endangering the planet. Kerry told Vatican News that the Pope, because he is a of politics and outside the hurly-burly of day-to-day national conflict can sort of shake people a little bit and bring them to the table with a greater sense of our common obligation. Silvia Poggioli, NPR News, Rome. The nation's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, set this hour to deliver the commencement address at Atlanta's Emory University, the school involved in early clinical trials of COVID-19 vaccines. Here's Sam Whitehead of member station WAVE. Emory hosted early studies of the mRNA vaccine from drug maker Moderna as part of its ongoing work with the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, run by Fauci. The school plans to award him its Presidential Medal, an honor given to the likes of the Dalai Lama and former U.S. President Jimmy Carter. 
This is NPR News. Tropical cyclone Takte is heading towards India's west coast. NPR's Lauren Freyer is in Mumbai, where unseasonal rains have started ahead of landfall early this week. India's meteorological department says Takte has intensified into a very severe cyclonic storm. The government says it's trying to maintain telecom services and drinking water and prevent disruptions to industrial plants generating medical oxygen for COVID-19 patients. Hundreds of patients in coastal Mumbai have been shifted to hospitals farther inland. Indian Railways has cancelled some long-distance trains in the western states of Maharashtra and Gujarat. The storm is expected to make landfall Monday night with heavy rain, wind and storm surge with up to 25-foot waves. Heavy rain has already hit Kerala on India's southwest coast and an empty building collapsed into the sea there. Lauren Freyer, NPR News, Mumbai. Indian forecasters say that cyclone is packing winds of up to 87 miles per hour. Government rescue workers have already been deployed in six states. The attention of the horse racing world is now on New York's Belmont on stakes, a Triple Crown's third jewel will be run in three weeks. Yesterday, Rombauer came uh, from behind to win the Preakness in Baltimore. The victory is a first for trainer Michael McCarthy in a Triple Crown race. Much of the pre-race Preakness buzz had been on Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit. After the horse failed a post-Derby drug test, Medina Spirit finished third. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the estate of Joan B. Crock, whose bequest serves as an enduring investment in the future of public radio and seeks to help NPR produce programming that meets the highest standards of public service in journalism and cultural expression. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome, welcome back. back. Oh, yeah, man. Welcome back, welcome back. Tampa Bay, this is Jamal, WMNF 88.5, the Urban Cafe. We have the wonderful, talented Dr. Marquita Wells with us. And Dr. Wells is talking with us about Mental Health Awareness Month, and we're back after our break. Uh, so, Dr. Wills, uh, before the break, we were going to go into um, online therapy. So, um, yeah, if you could kind of dive into that some and discuss kind of how that um, has been going and what that consists of. Hello, Dr. Wills. Uh, looks like we lost Dr. Wills. So I look to try to get her back on the line here. So let me go ahead and go to we got a couple of callers. So callers. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Coach, this is Daryl. I oh, know I'm breaking the rules, but let me uh-oh. say this real quick. Uh-oh, you're breaking the uh, rules? Yeah. Well, um, Listen, okay. um, I, I'm, my health, I'm, I'm, my kidneys don't work, so my immune system is compromised. I understand okay. what the caller was saying, but number one, I didn't mention your name. I don't know you, but you felt obliged to mention my name and suggest that I get educated. That ain't the issue here. The issue is mental health. Why are people, you know, clinically, emotionally, uh, I say messed up. I don't mean to be offensive by saying that. Uh, Some people are are, are clinically depressed. That's what I see uh, Mental Health Month 
as being to educate people. Why do some people, they just check out a reality? Because they can't deal with stuff. And sometimes we need to medically help those people. That's what I see mental health uh, month is about, okay? But let me just say this, and I'm gone. John, uh, Coach, if I was in the same studio with you right now, and I came in there hacking and coughing and sneezing and stuff like that, that would be kind of, like, disrespectful because I'm, you know. Hello? Yep. Oh, Daryl? No, it looked like we lost Daryl there. Um, Daryl, if, you, if you're there, definitely um, give us a call back. We lost Daryl. Uh, Daryl was responding to a call that he um, had there from, he, he took it personally from, from Mr. Steiner. Um, but Dr. Wills, I'm glad to have you back. Daryl, once again, please give us a call back. Um, yeah, Dr. Wills, we're talking about uh, the online therapies. Yes. So, yes, ma'am. Yes, so you yes. could um, dive into, I guess, kind of what online therapies are and I guess what that really looks at because I, I necessarily haven't heard of that. I'm not sure if the listeners have heard of that. Sure, happy to. So, you know, obviously with COVID, when COVID came, um, uh, people, the, the, the CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, um, loosened the requirements on um, uh, 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 tele, telemedicine. Okay. And so, um, you know, a lot of people were seeing having their visits across all specialties, physical health and mental health specialties, online. Um, and so they were doing either telephone visits or online visits through secure pro portals. Um, and sometimes often even unsecure portals because it was a public health emergency. Mm. Um, and so um, mental health is actually one of the areas where um, even though people are starting to get back into the hospital setting on the mental health side, people are still using uh, video conferencing and telephone quite a bit for um, their mental health needs. And so you can see a psychiatrist as well as a therapist virtually oh, wow. online. Oh, wow. um, and a lot of times it's through Zoom or Teams. Sometimes there are specific portals. There are things called WebMD. Um, and that's where you can see a doctor online. And then they also have mental health resources. Um, and so it really helps to increase access um, and allows people to uh, seek, have a therapist from the comfort of their own home. There are also even therapies that people are doing now over text um, and different secure apps. Um, and that ha appeals uh, a lot to your Gen Xers. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, your millennials who are used to corresponding and having conversations over, um, you know, app-type environment. And mm -hmm. this allows them to have those conversations at their own pace and with a therapist. So there are a lot of therapists that are getting um, skills in delivering care either online, virtually, in real time, mm -hmm. or over text apps. And that's something that is really um, growing. And I think uh, COVID helped to accelerate that as well. And so far, studies are showing that, you know, teletherapy and telepsychiatry is just as effective um, as other forms of telemedicine, 
just as effective as the in-person variety um, hmm. and a, a lot more convenient um, and help to break that stigma. So, um, you know, that's definitely is something that's happening more and more. And um, if people think that it will work for them, that's something that they should look into. Hmm. And, you know, I thought about one thing that um, COVID may have done, um, which could have accelerated the the ability for people to connect with mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I'm thinking about, um, you know, if, for example, I remember it was a, quite some time ago we had a phenomenal guest on from um, Alcohol Anonymous. And I'm thinking, you know, if if there's especially people who are in, let's say, they're in areas which are, are not densely populated, you know, so they don't have a lot of access, let's say, to a, a big group of people, or better yet, if people, um, you know, let's say, just for example, if someone, let's say, is, you know, way out in Zephyr Hills, right, and mm-hmm. they have a mental health issue, but they don't want to, or they have, I'm using Alcohol Anonymous as an example, they don't want to go to a meeting um, if there's some stigma or fear of being recognized or this, that, and the mm-hmm. other, then I would think that an online therapy would be a, a more comfortable way for, you know, an individual like that to That's right. participate. Yeah. That's yeah. right. To access services. That's right. That's right. really right. And I think that's one of the most positive things that I think has come out of COVID is that we've opened up and explored that, you know, there had been the promise of telemedicine and the promise of teletherapy and mm. COVID showed us we were ready. You know, we were ready for it and it's working. I have been seeing all of my patients for a year now online. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, all of them. So I'm actually practicing online. Okay. Um, so, so then, like, you do that by Zoom or? Yeah. Uh, it was Teams, but we've just now moved over to another uh, okay. platform. Um, so, yes, I do them all online. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it has worked. And it's interesting, you know, a lot of times, the, the funny sort of anecdotal thing is sometimes people, um, I've noticed a lot of my patients go and sit in the car because, you know, they, they, they want their privacy and they don't want somebody from their household right. coming in. And so they, I, right. I see a lot of patients, believe it or not, sitting in their car, stationary, of course, um, but getting their privacy by going outside, getting in the car, um, and then being able to have their visit. Um, and we explore all the things that are going on, adjust their medications, talk about our treatment plan, and then they go on about their day. Oh, wow. Um, so it has really, really been effective, and it's been a great learning curve on my side to learn about that technology and get comfortable delivering telemedicine. And, you know, there's nothing like in person building that connection, but I've had to build that connection with plenty of people over online um, right. over the course of the year. And um, a lot of people have gotten better. So oh, it that's works. excellent. That is excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we got another call that we're going to get to right here and patiently waiting for quite some time. Uh, caller, please tell us your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, yeah this observation here. Uh, oh. if, if Daryl has broken the rules, then Billy has uh, smashed what? the rules here. There's three <laughs> very interesting observations here. One in Dr. Wells' just statement. He talks about the importance of telemedicine. And 
And, and Dr. what Dr. Wells uh, may not have realized is that what she is talking about, if she had done that 10 years ago, Dr. Wells would be sitting in federal prison today because they used to send physicians to jail because uh, uh, for, for doing telemedicine, saying they didn't do a physical examination on the patient. And a lot of physicians had gone to prison because of what Dr. Wells now talks about is normal, was considered abnormal in the medical field 15, even 10 years ago. And that's a very interesting point. That she's got, I've had uh, uh, telemedicine. We even got teledentistry now and stuff. I've had telemedicine on me. Nobody's done a physical examination on me. But we see the importance of this type of the utilization of this type of technology, which uh, and people are, are better informed as to the necessary the necessity for this type of technology. Now, let me clean Daryl up a little bit. Daryl is a very interesting point. He talks about in the 60s, a 70-mile-hour speed limit versus the 55. Well, the 55... Well, well hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, because I, I, don't, I, I don't want to, you know, no, 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 have no. the... I'm, I'm, I'm going to tie this in to, to, to how we get into these anxiety and mental issues. It's very interesting that that okay. reaction was a result of the speed limit would change as a result of a crisis of the Arab-Israeli energy crisis. And the, the speed limit changed. And you had a Republican president said, we need to change that. And everybody tenderly went along with the program. Now, you look at what the reaction to when a president says, well, we're going to all put on masks, and all of a sudden you get all this anxiety. So misinformation... Uh, the lack of, of science can lead to anxiety and, the, and people becoming confused. And I want people to, to understand that. And the other issue is, is, is Schneider. Mr. Schneider, I mean, the facts that he said are very true. Well, the point is... Well, I don't, I don't want to get into... into uh, well, well, real quick, Billy, because you... De- the, 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 th- the thing is, we're focused on the Mental Health Month. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. I, want, I want to focus on right. that. Um, you know, I just want to get the doctor to, to respond to that. We only got a few right, minutes right. more left in the show, so well, I just want to get some information out here yeah. and everything. The doctor, but I'll, I'll get like the doctor. doctor I like the doctor to read my blog. You are within the norms.com. You okay. are within the norms.com. Yes, that sir. will help her better understand my position your position. Yes, that, sir. And that sort of thing. Yes, yes but oh. uh, okay. thank you so much for having yes, sir. for the second time. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bro. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Billy, for uh, that information there. Uh, Dr. Wills? Uh, no comment there. Um, okay. Uh, curious about any other any other um, mental health awareness month visits. I know people have a lot of feelings about COVID back and forth both ways. Um, well, sort of I, yeah, I think the that came out of it. I think the show today was what's what's happened is he it because I I think I guess when I started off with COVID there there are so, there are quite a few opinions regarding COVID and and mental health and who you know who could be responsible for starting or not having COVID slowing it down or whatnot. But I think that. Uh, you know, for the purpose of this show, really focusing on how we can try to get to help people. And and that's why I, I enjoy the conversation we just had about the online therapy so people can know, you know, we have a doctor here online. She has new clients she's got during, during COVID, doing telehealth. 
um, or I guess yeah. I'm not even sure what the correct word would that yeah, be, te- right telehealth. Right and that, that is something that definitely people can seek out. Because um, with that, I'm, I had a question because if, if people um, have, let's say, serious mental health conditions and, you know, typically they go to the doctor, they... They they miss appointments or because I'm thinking with COVID and with different things. Uh, do you guys have a way to I guess hold people accountable in in the sense that these are people who really you know need these appointments and whatnot? I guess if you could kind of go into some of that telehealth you know process and whatnot and how that's working, so to try to give some people encouragement out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, going on to uh, clinics. Uh, many clinics, many doctors are seeing their patients online now. So all you have to do is just uh, hit up a doctor's office, ask them if they have an online virtual option. Um, many people are doing hybrid where they've got two days a week. They're working uh, remotely uh, three days a week, working um, in a clinic. Um, so lots of different options. And it used to be um, before COVID, that there was this idea of a hub and spoke that um, if people were going to get teletherapy, they wanted the people at the office site using a secure monitor. But, and so they changed that to where now you can do point of service during a public health emergency so people can have it from their own living room or from their car, like we talked about before. Right. Um, so COVID really advanced the needle on providing um, uh, public mental health um, resources in uh, electronic format. So that's, again, one of the one of the silver linings of COVID. Okay. And, it, and if I could... Mental health. Okay, excellent. And if I could ask you, uh, maybe if you know, what what are some of the severe mental health issues that you are seeing within COVID? Like, are there some things that people should be looking out for for their family members? Um, you know, do, do, are you seeing some things more than others? That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. What we are seeing more so than anything else is anxiety. Anxiety. Uh, Insomnia and anxiety. And let me define anxiety just to make sure everybody understands. Mm Because we all have anxiety. You know, we all have anxiety. You got tests to take, you have anxiety. You got a court appointment, you have anxiety. So anxiety can be a very normal emotion, a very normal feeling. Um, So it's not that, you know, um, but when you have it out of proportion to what's going on, to the point where it's interfering with what you're doing and you're not able to work and you're not able to take care of your functions and all you're doing is sitting up worrying about everything, you may need to get some help. Um, poor sleep, you know, insomnia, that's one of the things. Muscle aches and pains, headaches, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, panic attacks. Those kinds of things are associated with anxiety and that's the number one um, mental health condition that we see, and it's been the number one increased mental health condition that we've seen during a COVID. Um, the other thing, of course, is depression. Um, when people are clinically depressed, again, that's not just being sad, um, but it's being sad in a deep way that you can't take for over two weeks, and nothing gives you pleasure. Um, and at its worst, 
you're having thoughts of wanting to harm yourself or potentially others. Um, so it's not just I'm having a bad day, I'm having a sad day, I broke up with my girlfriend and I'm sad. Right. It's a protracted, long, deep thing where people aren't able to then take care of themselves. So those are a couple things that I'd love for people to watch out for. And if you or a loved one are having those issues, you should absolutely go and talk to your primary care physician um, about getting some help. Okay. That's, that's excellent information. That's excellent information. Appreciate that. Uh, we got about five minutes left in the show. I'm not going to take any more callers right now. We, we had a little bit of, of war wars going on. But, pe- you know, people, that that's not an issue um, just because we just don't have time to get into it. But, you know, this is community radio and people are, right. you know, allowed to call and express their opinions. I just hope people don't, you know, take personal jabs at one another. I, we're all here to try to assist each other and provide information to one another. Um, so we can be more complete people. So I hope we can, you know, continue to, to focus on that as individuals. So I'll just uh, just chat with you for a few minute, more minutes here before we go off. Um, and one question I had is regarding, um, and I know everything is keep going back to COVID and whatnot. Well, how does that work with medications? I mean, are, are you just sending mm-hmm. medications directly out to their doctors yeah. or okay to so the there's pharmacy. to the pharmacy i'm to sorry the so there's not an issue yes. with that okay there's not an issue with that that works very well you're able to e-prescribe and so you don't have to have that's something that technology helps helps us with you don't have to have a written prescription i can e-prescribe and have that sit electronically over to your neighborhood cbs neighborhood walgreens neighborhood pharmacy they'll get it within 10 minutes and then they'll fill it, and then you can go and pick it up. So e-prescribing, great question, is a very, a very awesome modality that has helped advance telemedicine as well. Okay, excellent. And, you know, I, I think that I was looking here on the the CDC's website, and it's one thing that's important, I think, that everyone should think about with mental health is comparing it to um, your physical health, you know, if someone hurts their knee or their arm or something, you go to the doctor, you know, you go through different, whether it be therapy or medication to get better, you know, um, and mental health is the same way. Wouldn't you say it's the same way, doctor, where if if you have an issue, it's, I, I, what I'm saying is, it's an old saying, you know, you can hide your, your skeletons in the closet, but they're not going away. That's right. They're just going right. to resurface at some point or sometimes, so not getting help now or looking into the issues that you may have, um, it, it's not going to make anything better. Nothing's, it's not going to go away. If it's there, it's there, and it has to be addressed. That's right. That's absolutely right. you got to go ahead and address it. And I know so many people, I, I have girlfriends who, you know, unfortunately right now are going through their own versus Head on, and you know, take care of your health, take charge of your health in the same way 
if you had a cold, you go get some help for it. If you had the flu, you go get some help for it. If you've got something going on in your mental issues, go get help for it and take charge of your health so that you can, you know, be productive and live the life that you were meant to live on earth. Right. Right. That is excellent information. Excellent information. And then I think I have time for one more quick question here um, regarding uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, pull this up here. Well, uh, first off, I uh, just want to, if you have any um, links or any, you know, websites uh, that you want to advise people to go to to get more information about mental health? Yes. Great question. So, I always send people to NAMI, www.nami.com and www.mentalhealthamerica.com. Those are two national advocacy organizations and support organizations for people who live with mental illness. Um, so if you've got any questions, those are two really good websites with a ton of information, um, information to help you, you know, uh, understand how to access resources and Okay, and and that one was the um the NIH National Institute of Health, right? Of mental health. NIMH. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, because yeah, you know that's the one. Um, I pulled up the website the other day, and I just want to let the, all the um the listeners know out there they have on their website um it's the April ninth two thousand twenty one article, and it's the the title when you go to their homepage says one year in. COVID-19 and mental health. 